Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Last night before the show, Dating Kinky and our guests Miss Bossy Butterfly and R1HZ, the evil scourge of fat life, warmed up a bit with some chatter that sort of meandered all across the board on various topics. The discussion turned to ethical non-monogamy. You see, I have a two-day free online event I'm planning for June 13th and 14th, all about ethical non-monogamy, and the subject of unicorn hunting came up, which inspired today's piece. Hunting the elusive unicorn, finding a minotaur, bull procurement, and more. Unicorn hunting is a touchy term in polyamory circles. So many single women have gotten burned by couples looking for a third, and then, well, I'll get to this. One of the biggest challenges surrounding the topic is, in my view, the communication of it. As is often the case in specialized communities, non-monogamy and polyamory groups use language in ways that people outside those groups have a hard time understanding. Heck, we do this in kink. Using dominant as a noun and attaching many things to the concept way beyond what uh, your average vanilla person is likely to have come across in their daily life. And it leads to great confusion. But back to unicorns and hunting. A unicorn, in this case, is a bisexual woman open to dating a couple as a triad. Hunting, in this case, is the action of a couple seeking said unicorn. Easy peasy, right? Yes. Until you try to communicate with those in the know. And suddenly it seems like you've veered off course into wackadoo land because you have no idea what they are railing about. Unless you do. Because unicorn hunting as a concept in ethical non-monogamy and polyamorous communities is greater than the sum of its parts. It doesn't just mean looking for a third who happens to be a bi woman willing to date us as a couple in a triad. It now refers to that looking and to a range of problematic behaviors that often accompany that looking that remove the ethical from ethical non-monogamy. Here are a few highlights. The couple is a traditional cishet man-woman couple. They are likely less experienced in any forms of ethical non-monogamy than most others. If they do have experience, it's likely limited and incomplete. The couple make the rules of the relationship engagement without input from the unicorn, often even after a relationship has grown. There is a one penis policy in place, either explicitly or implicitly. There's a rule or at least a strong expectation about the couple progressing at the same pace at all times in emotions and commitment feelings. The relationship is kept discreet 
thereby preventing the unicorn being included in normal family or work events, possibly even keeping the relationship secret from mutual friends. The couple expects their unicorn to be both sexually and romantically exclusive. They also demand that the unicorn is attracted to them both equally and interested in only having group sex or doing affection with all of them together. The couple are not really looking to bring her fully into their relationship because that might put her between them. And the couple always takes precedence over the unicorn. One of the big problems is that these things are rarely spoken up front, but instead the relationship is allowed to progress naturally and these things are brought up as they are relevant, often causing pain and conflict because really the unicorn was not told what she was signing up for and feels dehumanized and boxed into a role instead of feeling like her personhood is being taken into account. After all, the couple has usually negotiated the terms of the relationship before the unicorn even exists. The box she'll have to live in has been partially built before they even know her name. If she's looking for something different, she might not even be aware that's off the table until it becomes a problem in the relationship. It really boils down to a lack of consent. Well, she had to know the risks. Hmm. No, she didn't. There are people out there who don't practice this sort of hierarchical relationship style. And it's so easy to get caught up in NRE or new relationship energy. The couple does it not even bringing up all that they had talked about together to not ruin the mood or because it slipped their mind until something was about to go sideways or did go sideways. There's more, of course. I'll probably write more about this. However, I think the critical point has been made. Unicorn hunting does not just refer to a couple looking for a unicorn. It refers to that whole host of problematic behaviors and more. Okay, sure. But what's a minotaur? A minotaur is the guy version of a unicorn, also called a dragon. Same thing happens here, although it's less often. Minotaurs or dragons are actually far more rare. And bull procurement? So yeah, in cuckolding and hotwifing, the second guy is often called a bull. He is not necessarily bi, although he may be. He is there primarily for the woman of the couple. He knows up front the status and primacy of the couple. Or not, some couples do look for a bull to take over and dominate the relationship. It's often a 100% transactional relationship. The primary difference here is that there's communication and that the relationship itself holds different expectations for the parties from the beginning. 
they may be mutually using each other to get off. They may become friends with benefits. But whatever it is, is usually discussed at the outset. Rather than dating someone and dangling a relationship and equal footing, then slowly choking that option off through a series of couple-created rules that build as time goes on. I'm not saying this doesn't happen ever, or that feelings don't spring up where there was originally a transactional agreement. They do. But it's more of an exception than a rule in this case. What are your thoughts? Have you had experiences as a unicorn? A minotaur? A bull? What about as part of the couple in any of these situations? What have your experiences been? Have you had any positive experiences that transcended the problematic patterns noted here? Feel free to click through on my blog link and join the conversation there. Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me at datingkinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.